0: Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. You obviously mentioned that you homeschool your kids. Talk about your decision to homeschool and why you decided uh, to do that years ago. Yeah, homeschooling was not in our blood. Like it was not something that we that we mine well. either. You know what I mean? Right? Like we weren't exposed to that. We didn't we didn't really know what that was. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would unfortunately I'd have to say that my husband and I very much had this position that I hear coming from a lot of parents, our kids are going to be missionaries. We, in fact, were missionaries. So mm-hmm. we thought, well, we are raising missionary children. And so we thought they will, they will stand, you know, what we very quickly realized in our two older girls, uh, we in public and private school. So we've done both of those. And we have found hands down that discipling them at home has been the best course of action. It has mm-hmm. been the best, like for the results that we want, that we want to, um, disciple, indoctrinate, train and equip and ready our kids to be shot out, uh, shot out into the world, uh, teaching them at home has been the best course of action. The reason we arrived at that is because we recognize that even though we live in a small town, we live in a small community. Um, And as most people will say, so many of our teachers are Christian. This was true. So Mm -hmm. many of them were Sunday school teachers. We quickly recognized that the teachers don't actually have control over the curriculum. We quickly recognized that when we would talk to our teachers, our teachers kind of almost like in Nicodemus fashion would say, I hate this. Like there are things that we have to teach that we just do not like teaching. And then of course there is the peer influence piece that we cannot ignore. Right. Um, You know, to have our daughters come home and all of a sudden to believe that they were older than they were. I mean, we had one, our oldest daughter coming home all of a sudden, you know, these were baby shows. Like, I don't want to, this is a baby show. And then talking about her peers. Now this is first grade. Yeah. She only went to second grade, right? So, in in public education, not in life, but in second, because <laughs> that, be <laughs> that would be a second grade. That would be okay. We we covered everything, second grade. We're moving on. Um, but to have her say, you know, she's got friends who who have boyfriends and all of this, and we're having conversations about this, and I'm I'm just I'm watching her be slowly but consistently robbed of her innocence. Uh, our younger daughter, who did kindergarten and first grade outside of our home, just in that short time span, you know, being faced with questions about, do I lie mm-hmm. about what I know to be true? And I'll give you an example. And guys, these things are kind of like innocent, if you will. Right. I, I don't know if I'd use that word, but we think of these things sure. as like insignificant. They are significant. Um, our second born Gabby came home one day and she talked about how she was corrected in the cafeteria because she was talking to one of her classmates about the fact that the legend Santa Claus is not real, that there is really, cause we taught our kids there's really St. Nicholas from whom Santa Claus, the legend is derived, but Santa Claus, this idea. So we never wanted to lie to our kids one, because it's sinful Two, because we're also going to teach them some things from scripture mm-hmm. that if we confuse them on the front end, How can they trust us? Right? Like when we tell them that a donkey speaks with a woman's voice in the Bible, how will they believe that that is a fact when we tell them that a man dressed in a red suit makes his way all the way around the world in one night delivering presents down chimneys that even if you live in the hood and you don't have a chimney, (laughs) he somehow makes it into your home. So we, we just decided very early on we weren't doing that because of integrity. So here's, here's our, you know, six-year-old and she's telling her friends, Santa is not real. And the little girl starts to get upset because her parents have told her as a fact, Mm -hmm. okay, that Santa is real. So here's my daughter's Christian teacher telling her, listen, you just need to let her believe. You need Mm -hmm. to let her believe. And so our daughter came home, Gabby, and she goes, mom, but it's a lie. It's (laughs) a lie. So now, this is what I told her. I go, no, we combat lies. I'm sorry, honey. Like you know, we. But but I'm putting my six year old in a position right where she's got to pretend not to know the truth. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a pattern of contradiction. Yeah. I'm creating a duality in her life. And indeed, this is what we see happening in Christian kids in churches all across this country. They are leading almost a double life. They go out right. into a school environment that begins with the rejection of God. If there is even an acknowledgement that he exists. Okay. If we acknowledge that he exists, then what we say is that he has no place here. Right. So what you're training your kids to do is for five days a week, say that God does not exist. And if he right. does, he's, he's irrelevant. Okay. He's not useful to whatever I'm learning here. But then on the weekend, we're supposed to kick it back into gear that he's worthy of it all. We're right. supposed to sing his praises. And so think about what kind of conflict or cognitive dissonance that causes in an adult. Yep. But you've got our kids who for generations have endured this. Yeah. They've been they've seen Jesus, they've seen the truth of scripture almost like drug paraphernalia right. that has to be confiscated when they enter school and then you can have it back on Friday at 3:15. Wow, do you understand? This, yeah. And so we tell our kids that God does not matter, and this is happening in so many different contexts. Look, even in you know private Christian education, mm-hmm. it's not Christian education just because it's being taught by Christians, right? Do you know, Like it's 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 yeah. not. And so I think sometimes we think that if we have our kids in a Christian environment, that they by osmosis will just imbibe that Christianity. But we've got to show that God has an opinion on everything that we're learning. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith, that He is worthy, that we should learn everything that He wants us to know through the lens that He is, that He absolutely is. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.